Welcome to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. Today, our special guest is Cheryl Jackson. Cheryl and her sister, Loris Wallace, wrote this wonderful book called Different Sides of the Same Coin. We're going to hear from Cheryl, and she's going to read us poetry from both herself and her sister. So stay tuned. Don't want to miss this. Cheryl Jackson and Loris Wallace are avid lovers, readers, and writers of African-American literature. They grew up in the southern suburb of Chicago, Illinois, Country Club Hills. As young girls, they read Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, and Judy Bloom novels. College was the real scholastic awakening, introducing these two literary enthusiasts to the literary works of their great ancestors, James Baldwin, Toni Morrison, Maya Angelou, Langston Hughes, Nikki Giovanni, and Sonia Sanchez. These writers influenced Cheryl and Loris. It only makes sense that they would now be writing in the spirit of these ancestors, giving a voice to social issues that plague our modern time. Welcome, Cheryl Jackson, to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. I'm really excited to have Cheryl here today. Um, She's going to be talking with us about her writing experience and how she and her sister teamed up and wrote this book of poetry. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Cheryl Jackson. Hello, Cheryl. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm doing well. And yourself? I am just wonderful. Oh, thank great. you for inviting me. Well, thank you for being on the Prolific Pulse. We really appreciate it so much. It's so important to get the word of poetry out there and for people to hear, you know, positive words and words of uh, strength. Don't you think? Oh, I absolutely agree. 100%. Yes. Now, I understand that um, you actually kind of, you were, grew up in Chicago and kind of had a, did a lot of reading of different kinds of books, but you got a little more exposed to some things of the world after you kind of branched out from there. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um, well, home for me is the Windy City. It is the great metropolis, which is Chicago. It will always be home for me because uh, my family, uh, a lot of them are still there, but I, am now an adopted daughter of the South, which is the state of Mississippi, which is a, a complete different culture change for me, um, going from a major metropolis into a smaller rural, you know, area. That's just an entirely different thing. But um, writing has really been my greatest salvation. And you meet all kinds of people in the world. So writing, and particularly poetry, it really keeps me centered. And so that that's what, in my travels, particularly as, an, as an, a mature adult, that's what writing has done. It is just really, really grounded and centered in a way that I can't even um, verbalize because it just gives me much peace. And I found that the writing tends to give others peace. And that when once you get a connection like that, you just want to keep going with it. So that's pretty much what I've been doing. 
Is is writing your vocation or do you have a what they call a day job? <laughs> I, absolutely, because most writers, unless you just like uh, are F. Scott Fitzgerald, when you can <laughs> live on <laughs> on on your great work. But um, no, I do have a day job. I work in education at a historical black college. So that would be my day job in education. I'm an administrative assistant at the school. So that's what I do by way of a day a day job, which kind of affords me the, uh, you know, the ability to kind of move around and, and still write. And that, that's, that's what I do. So that's the okay. day job. <laughs> now on this, uh, this book of poetry that you did with your sister, is this your first book? It is, but we are um, writing, Lisa, the second book, which is Reflections. We are actually writing that one right now. So hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we can kind of get that out, uh, you know, by the, by the first of the year is what we're shooting for. That's what we're hoping for. Okay. Now this book, Different Sides of the Coin, a collection of poems. This is by mm -hmm. Cheryl Jackson who I'm speaking with, mm -hmm. and Loris Wallace is her sister. And so they wrote this together. And now, as far as writing the book together, because mm -hmm. I've been talking about collaborating with another writer that does not live in the same area that I live in. Do you all live close to each other, or do you have to do everything long distance? We have to do everything long distance, which kind of is real inconvenient. Um, we have been together, Lisa, all of our lives and mm -hmm. until recently. Um, and that that kind of makes it extremely difficult to uh, do a lot of the promotional stuff. So we're having to do it separately, which because most people want to see us together. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's harder because we're kind of joined at the hip in that way. And we think the same. We sound the same. Um, mm -hmm. We just look a little bit physically different, but we are really the same person. And so it was easy to um, write um, our poetry because we both kind of, if I start a sentence, she will end the sentence. <laughs> and, by, and vice versa, if she starts a sentence, I can end the sentence. Now, what's interesting, Lisa, is mm -hmm. we were kind of closeted journal keepers. Mm-hmm. And through the years, we had all of this vast writing that we had accumulated, and we kept them in journals. Mm -hmm. And we were writing. We had been writing our, our, the whole of our lives because I did, like, political uh, op-eds, editorials, and my sister, you know, uh, wrote uh, screenplays and all kinds of stuff because she's just such a creative person. Laris is extremely creative. But we were writing and the other one didn't know that the other one was also writing because my sister kind of kept hers hidden, but I always wrote. So it was mm -hmm. not a hidden thing, but my audience was my sister. And so, um, you know, that went on for a long time. So the poems in the book, we did something kind of, which I thought was kind of interesting and special because everybody says, oh, I write, I write. But because we really are true writers, we were able to date and time stamp a lot of our work with dates of when we actually wrote them 
And my sister was such a stickler with that kind of information. She actually put the times of when she finished and started writing each poem. And we kept those wow. kinds of things, which were I thought was unique. And we kept that in the in in our book to kind of give it like a a huge would be uh, diary or journal feel to it. So we kept a lot of those elements in in our book. Wow, that that's interesting. I've never really seen that done before, except in a memoir. So you mm-hmm. know, that's that's very interesting to um, to go with that approach. Tell me about this book. What is it about? Oh, the focus? Lisa, we 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 love language. We love. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely adore uh, language in in its just natural, pure essence. So whether it is spoken or written, um, we we just fell in love with language. And our college years, which were very formative for us, we fell in love with African-American literature. And um, we were introduced um, in a broader sense to the James Baldwins and the you know, Langston Hughes and the Zora Neale Hurston's in the world mm-hmm. and, and, and Nikki G- Giovanni and Sonia Sanchez. And boy, that just kind of, that was like a spiritual awakening. It was just kind of like, oh my goodness, look at this. We kind of, as young black women, we finally got a chance to kind of see ourselves in books yeah. for the first time. And oh, so that's that, yeah, so that was unique. And 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 so in college, I walked into my literature class, and there was sitting James Baldwin in in our literature class with his legs crossed because he was going to speak oh, to the class. Goodness! And I was floored. And so because I loved him so much. I couldn't even verbalize when he was speaking to me. I just was tongue-tied. And that, but after that meeting, I said, there is no way I'm not going to be part of this world. I have to be part of it. And so that kind of was the confirmation for me to kind of continue. But this story, um, different sides of the same coin, it's just a celebration of language, sisterhood, history, and just overall, just culture. Mm-hmm. And that's what this book is about. It's about all of those things. Family. It's it's everything that I just said. Language, history, culture. It's all of that rolled into one. Wow. I have not read it yet, but I've been looking at... Um, adding this to my wish list because I, I started looking at the sneak preview of the poetry. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I've got to get this book. <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. a definite, definite one to, to, to purchase. Cause it, it just it looks very inviting. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You know, you try to steer clear of the vanity, but, writers we can't help ourselves I say <laughs> so so my sister and I um our our, our caricatures or illustrations of, of what we look like are on the on the cover 
So the two ladies on the cover of the book are my sister and I. And, um, you know, so that was kind of a little bit of a wink and a nod to yes. um, our, our Chicago, because you see the name of, the, of a well-known street in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is Rush Street on the cover. So that was kind of our wink and our nod there. But uh, <laughs> we, actually, we actually were able to do this. Our dad died uh, in March mm-hmm. of this year. So Lisa, Sorry. that was one of his. That was one of his last wishes. He wanted his his girls, as he called us, referred to us. He wanted us to put our work in a book and get it out there because he said, "I see you guys scribbling and writing stuff down all the time, but I'm not seeing anything." And so mm-hmm. we told him, "It's happening. It's happening." So I kind of, because he he was sick, I kind of had to rush and do everything really, really quickly. So that while he still had his faculties, he could enjoy what he was reading. Mm. And so I did some of, like, I did more winks and nods. Like, um, the font is kind of big and playful. But I did that so that he wouldn't have to strain to uh, read. Right. And so that was one of my, my uh, one of my ways of just um, paying, hom- you know, homage to him by just kind of keeping it really loopy and friendly, but I figured because it was a poetry book, I could get away with it. And I, I'm kind of pleased with it because I was able to do that. Well, as one who um, tends to read a lot of books in her reader, uh, because mm-hmm. I need bigger font, I'm going to be uh-huh. happy because <laughs> I'll be able to actually read the book without hurting my eyes. <laughs> I appreciate it. The older I get, the the further my longer my arms have to get. So that's a much better deal for me. <laughs> right, right. Well, the cover design of this book is just really beautiful. Do now, is that someone you know that did that? I mean, that's just oh, amazing. I adore this little girl, and I just happened to come across Jamie in mm-hmm. just conversation, and she just happened to mention, "Oh, and by the way, you know, I kind of." I'm a little bit of an illustrator and a graphic artist. And I said, what? <laughs> I said, well, um, do you have any of your work? And, of course, being a graphic artist, you know, she had this young person. She had all of this stuff. And I said, Jamie, would you um, humor me and, 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 and do design a book cover for me? And she's from, she's from New York. She did the book cover, but I was so pleased because I basically uh, told her what I wanted, and she just did it. And when she gave wow. me the, when she gave it to me, I was like, I just couldn't believe it. So Jamie um, is, is the cover designer, Jamie Fi from wow. New York. Shout out mm-hmm. to Jamie! Wow, that's. That's great. You'll have to send me your link and I'll put it in your show information because that okay. is just, I, you know, I'm an artist and I look, at, I look at that cover and I was like, wow, this is just pops. It just pops and it has such warmth to it. And the, the way that your sister and you are expressed on there, it's just, you know, it's, it's definitely um, outstanding. Yeah, I, work. I, I was, Lisa, I was so pleased with it because like I said, she, 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 Jamie knows me, but she didn't really know me, know me. And so she didn't get all the dynamics and the particulars of how close my sister and I are. But mm-hmm. looking at that cover, you just, she just nailed it. 
she even she, the way the ladies are kind of looking at each other she totally mm-hmm. got it and that's yep. when I knew I said this was this came together so you know just mm-hmm. organically that you know I you, you you know it was it was just it was just strange it was so yeah. much bigger than than even I you know my imagination and I've always been a very uh vivid person with a vivid imagination but um God was merciful and he really like just brought everything together for us and I'm I'm so grateful and thankful. Yeah. Well it's it's beautiful. Well are you gonna share with us some of your poetry? Oh, I would love to. Sure. Okay. I would love it as well. Okay. I wanna read um one of my sisters. Okay. So I'm I'm flipping because she is, um, she writes beautifully and I, I just, I can't do this, uh, justice, um, the way I, I just love her writing and I want to read a piece of hers for you. Okay. So this one is called Motionless and it's on her on page 195 and it goes life and energy with movement and sound leading to the fulfillment of song a musical instrument reaching life's crescendo crashing to the depths of silence I've heard the melodies of hope I've read the lyrics of possibilities and I have snapped my fingers to the root the songs were sweeter than a voice is much more in harmony. I danced to the joy of the music. I hummed its familiar tune of love and gazed sorrow. I breathed its clarity and I mourned its bitter notes. The piano is now out of tune. The pitch is not quite right. What used to be music is now the crackling sound of an old phonograph, and my feet remain motionless. Wow. Yeah, that was really nice. Thank you. You have another one for us? You, you know, I do. Um, I was going to read, okay, I will read woman i am more than the sum of my body parts i am divine transcending all space and time my beginnings are ever of old eclipsing the african nile i acquired knowledge of life's intricate path at king solomon's feet i am divine transcending all space and time from the hypnotic and mesmerizing sway of my hips, men throughout the ages were brought to their knees. All nations come from bowels of my mother Eve. She was taken right from my father Adam's side. They are supreme, giving life and form to every living God-breathing thing. You marvel at my ancestry while coveting my majesty, hating what you can't understand. God made black, don't crack hair that defies gravity and melanin that could never regard science, admittedly quite hard to comprehend, 
I am more than the sum of my body parts. I am divine, transcending all space and time. My father first called me woman. It really takes in so much of the, the different, you know, the senses, the colors, the, the sense mm-hmm. of rhyme. Um, it just, that was absolutely beautiful. Wow. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. Yeah. When, a, when, a, when your peers, when another writer can appreciate something that you've written, because usually we don't. Usually we're talking to people that, that don't write themselves. So mm-hmm. they they connect with whatever it is they connect with, and then you you hear the feedback. So it's really appreciated that you, um, as a writer, um, you know, like can appreciate and like something that another writer does. So I just appreciate that. Oh. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. That's a nice compliment back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you and your sister ever written a poem in tandem? You know, the same poem together. Well, you know what's funny? We we inspire each other. So we have not sat down together um, and kind of collaborated just in one space and wrote something. Mm-hmm. But we read to each other and speak to each other all the time. So we have, like, what what is really crazy, um, I I read, she actually read me a poem that she had written. And I, I just, I love her writing so much. It, I just, she read it to me. She read it to me. She read it to me. So I asked her, I said, can you send that to me? And she reluctantly, she sent it to me because she really was a little guarded with her writing as well. But Lisa, I, I, I was, I don't know. It was weird because I wrote the poem, the last poem that I just read just because I, you know, her writing influenced that, and mm-hmm. so you know, it actually sounds very similar to the to the to the piece she did, and um, mm-hmm. so a lot of times people will ask us, and we sound alike, a lot alike. So I can remember, I think it was a week ago that we were doing a, a, an interview, and we had to keep saying our names because the young lady that was doing the interview she couldn't tell tell us apart. So I would say Cheryl speaking, she would say Laura speaking, but um, we do sound an awful lot alike mm-hmm. as well. We will, I want us, I think we will do a, a collaboration in this, in the book that we're writing, Reflections. Uh, I think that's something that we will make happen in the second book. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see. My sister mm-hmm. um, also was, uh, would write poetry and um, and we sound a lot alike. I can imagine what we would have been like on a show together. And they would have never been able to tell us apart. Do you have another poem for us? This is like, and I don't, I can't even tell you why this is my favorite poem of hers. But the wording of this is so beautiful. And that's why I wanted to read it. And here it is on page 276. And this is in Loris's portion of the book. But this is like, I don't know, lately I've just, this has been one that I kind of keep going back to. So that's just why I wanted to read it to you. Okay. It's called the window, it's called the window seat. The window seat. I sit in the window seat 
trying to define myself. My mind is cluttered, yet the page remains empty. Self-definition can almost be too revealing, almost the mind sometimes accepts, sometimes it rejects, and oftentimes it just disregards. Like most, I am defined by experience, people, places. I am a combination of personalities and realities. I am a searcher, searcher searching for the necessity of life. I am a student of why. I am a product of the past, a wanderer of the present, and a dreamer of the future. I am an infusion of knowledge, emotion, and strength. I am moved by the creation around me, empowered by those who came before me. I am less than God, created to be more than man. I am a reaper of harvests and a sower of seeds. I am worn, but determined. I am limp, but still rising. I am the face of one, but the reflection of a thousand generations. And yet, I am still being defined. Wow. You know, you kind of stopped giving me chill bumps here, Cheryl. <laughs> I don't know how many more I can handle. <laughs> that, that, that pull, I mean, wow. One. You know, she, wow. She, she floors me. And every time I read something of, of hers, I'm either just, I'm so overcome with emotion or just joy because she is a closeted writer. So she never told a soul. I mean, you know, we knew about the screenwriting and stuff like that. You know, I knew she was talented, but because when when she's your kid sister and, and, and she writes something like that, you know, I just feel kind of like, you know, the glowing mother. <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. I just, I just, I cannot believe the breadth, the depth, and just the, in totality, just the, the, the height of, 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 of the skill of her writing. And this is stuff that she writes and she, like I told you, she put it in a, in a journal that laid in a drawer. Well, I'm glad she broke it out. Me too. <laughs> this in a book because we need to read these words. You know, I mean, I've I've been reading Nikki Giovanni, and it's like, you know, it's, when you read a poem and you just put it down, mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. just like take a deep breath, and then you go back mm-hmm. and you read it again and again. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. poem you just read is one mm-hmm. that I would do that with. I could I could see that because. Okay, now I'm going to have to go ahead and buy this book because clearly <laughs> it's it's one I need. <laughs> well, you, you know, know I, other people buy like pocket I, books and fancy shoes. You know what I buy? I buy poetry books. <laughs> me too. Lisa, I've got three of them right now that I'm reading, and I'm reading all of them at the same time, which is in madness to me. But because I am such a lover of language and I love um, the written word and just seeing how, you know, it's laid out and all of that, I that's what I do. And in my downtime, I'm just 
the happiest girl being in that element of just having all these books around me, you know, where I could just yep. pick up one, if I, you know, and bored, then I could put it down and get something else. But I've been reading, I'm literally reading three poetry books right now, all of them, from three different distinct, um, you know, our, we're, we're contemporary, obviously, uh, more contemporary uh, poets, but um, I, I just, I ask, and, and Nikki Giovanni, Lisa, it's funny that you said that because Nikki Giovanni is for my sister Laura's what James Baldwin and Langston Hughes are to me. So she mm -hmm. loves Nikki Giovanni. Sonia Sanchez would be that for me. I love her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now with this um, pandemic we got going on, how's that working for y'all to be able to get out and share your poetry? Because Oh, it's kind of hard. <laughs> it is so it is so hard right now, and so you're having to do a lot of things virtually, um, mm -hmm. because you can't, you know, you can actually like do little table setups or whatever, and put you some books on it on your own little table setup. But I mean, really, you know, the masks and I mean, this is not really the most ideal situation and environment for this which is yeah. why your medium you know uh, podcasting is probably going to become uh, every poet's best friend because it, it does get us in front of an audience and we meet some interesting people that way too yeah yeah I'm setting up a YouTube well film was out ready to launch a YouTube channel that if people want to do um you know, a podcast doing this on YouTube and then also put it on the podcast um, mm -hmm. where they can be, you know, face forward and showing their book. Um, I thought that would be another avenue to try. So I've almost have it. I already have it pretty much put together. I just need to get it produced. So, so be, I'll let you know when it happens. Oh, we can great. Get you oh. all to come on and, and talk about the book and be on a, a live feed. Oh, well, that's great. That's a that's an amazing opportunity, Lisa. Okay. Well, I'll let you know when it's when it's cooking. <laughs> Please. Well, well, Cheryl, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Are there any final thoughts that you have or anything that maybe I didn't ask you that you'd like to share? Um, well, we kind of really um kind of hit it in passing. Um, we've got another project coming so just be on the lookout for that um everybody can um hit our website which is sisters roc n as in nancy rhyme sisters rock and .com. that's the name of our website okay um and if you hit that you 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 it will take you to every social media network that we can be reached on. So we have a blog, it's me and my sister's blog spot, and uh, we have the website, and that's, we hope to, you know, hear from you guys. You can, like, contact us that way. We're on Wonderful. Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on everything. Instagram. Okay, I have to mm -hmm. find you all on those mediums because I'm on everything too. Yeah, I, I put your link um, for your website um, and your book on 
the show information. So people that are listening, they can go in and click on that link and go right straight to those um, website, the website in the book. So, um, so people get out there and do that because you need to get to know these women. These are amazing, amazing poets. And uh, if you haven't already gone to Amazon and bought their book, I don't know what's wrong. But anyway, thank you so much, Lisa. Thank, thank you. So thank you so much, Cheryl. And you have a wonderful rest of your day. Stay blessed. You too, you too Lisa. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Prolific Pulse Poetry Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our show today. If you would like to be on our show, if you're a poet who has a book to promote or project, please contact us at prolificpulsegmail.com. That's prolificpulse at gmail.com. I had the best news. The Prolific Pulse is accepting anthology submissions. Heartbeats is an anthology about the various aspects of what makes us tick or makes a heart beat. This will be about love, life, happiness, anything that makes life more joyful or tolerable. Are you interested in submitting poetry to this anthology? Send an email to prolificpulse at gmail.com that's p-r-o-l-i-f-i-c p-u-l-s-e at gmail.com to request information. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Bye.